I wish I had a beer made right now. <laughs> That's all you want? <laughs> because I'm almost done with this one. And you running low? Yeah, I should have I should have canned up before uh, before we started recording. That's no, all right. We had plenty of time. It's we not did. like we weren't talking for 45 I'm minutes. I'm good. I don't need a... I'm good, Ryan. <laughs> I don't... I don't... It's, it's, we're good with the beer. <laughs> I, like it's, we fine. Told, it's fine. It, so when you're... Yeah. When you're reading the books, you gotta... <laughs> you gotta figure that... Um, uh-huh. There you go. <laughs> There it is. And, and well, he, isn't that? And then and you he tell got, me you got that, it now. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't you tell me that if you slowed it down? Oh my! If you slow the podcast down at like half speed, we sound like we are just five sheets to the wind. Oh, like, dude, we're the entire <laughs> we're we're the entire like linen department to the wind. <laughs> if, <you're, laughs> if, you, if you listen to us on half speed, the best is Rex, man. If you listen to us on half speed on Saucy, he sounds like he is just weeded Sloshy. out. <laughs> like just just, oh, just stoned up. Just nothing but weed and like old Milwaukee and he's just <laughs> He's like, yeah, I can't even imitate him. He's like, that's really a good point. <laughs> well, because he's not a quick talker anyway. He's a very, uh, he's a very deliberate speaker. Yeah, no, yeah. he he speaks so he with a very, yeah. very, very uh, slow cadence. And yeah, and then when you put him on, on like so half speed, when you slow just, him down, <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> Yeah, man. Good grief. No, but I'm some, enjoy, you know, I'm some days I'm like, why don't we, why don't why don't we get paid for this? You know what I mean? And then I and then I hear us say things like this. And I'm like, oh, you probably. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we've we've done enough like product endorsement that I mean, you know, I, I I've, <laughs> you would you think know, someone would pick us up by now if this helps. Pabst Blue Ribbon <laughs> is what John is drinking right now. It's delicious. John's no, John's no beer snob. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Let's see what I got near me. Hang on, let no, me see. What are you drinking, dude? There's I've nothing wrong a, with PBR. I've got drinking a, no, water. I've got I've got PDW. There you go. Kroger <laughs> purified drinking water. Kroger purified drinking water. <laughs> it's you the hear best. that? You hear that? Pabst and Kroger. Listen, you hear that? You hear that? Pabst and Kroger. If we could land Pabst and Kroger, we'd have it made. Dude, I don't know how I don't know how you which side of the fence you fall on with Pabst Blue Ribbon, but I find it tasty. You know, I can say that I haven't had it, so really, that's what I can tell you. I mean, dude, for a uh, an inexpensive brew, it's really not bad. Well, there you go. Yeah. All right. I'm proud <laughs> this, of you. This week in beer, <laughs> what are we here to talk about? <laughs> yeah, there's not there's not a lot of beer drinking on this one. Um, Usually it's coffee for me, but I don't know. For some reason, I grabbed a, hey. grabbed a, grabbed a blue ribbon instead. It's the evening. You deserve to relax. You've had oh, a long day. I've had a long day, and I deserve to relax with a Pabst blue ribbon. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like relaxing? <laughs> Grab a Pabst blue ribbon. They won like a blue what, ribbon what, in like 1844 or something like that. I have they just, no they're idea. just well, that's what it is, and they're just like camping on that. We won a blue ribbon once. <laughs> <laughs> it's over a hundred <laughs> years ago. They're still riding on that. Hey, we won a blue ribbon. 
What was that? What was that? What was that beer company that you kept showing me commercials on? Oh, um, Lowenbrow. Lowenbrow. Yeah, yeah. The menus. The menus come out, and he's like, "No, no, 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 no." Yeah, I'll have so, a steak and a Lowenbrow. Yeah, let's talk about that for a second. Uh, we're we're gonna <laughs> those yeah. commercials were awesome. Like, so uh, Dolan. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so I am forty three years old. Uh, got a, got a, about what, 10 years on you, Ryan? You're 33, 34? Yeah, yeah, man. I'm 30, uh, 32. 30. Oh, thanks. So I got about 11 years on Ryan O'Farrell. I'm a baby. I'm a child. He's just, he's just a wee baby. <laughs> just, How much for your baby? Uh, uh, terrible, oh God. terrible fat bastard reference <laughs> did we right just, there. Did we just get an Austin Powers reference? Yeah, finally? Right? How it much for t- your baby? It only took 15 episodes and oh, we finally man. hit an Austin Powers reference. Yeah. I eat because I'm fat, and I'm fat because I eat. All right, so uh, terrible fat bastard impression. Yeah. Anyway, um, in the 70s, like late 70s, early 80s, right? Yeah. We had great beer commercials, okay? They're, they're not like beer commercials that we see today that are very mm-hmm. in-your-face. They're loud, uh, you know, people acting stupid, right? Well, it's the party time. It's got to have a good time and you drink beer. Have a good sure. Time, beer, well, yeah, time, I mean, that was beer. the big thing in the 90s. Like 90s beer ads were all about like bikinis and beaches. And, you know, <laughs> you crack open that Coors Light and all of a sudden you got babes all around you. Just, you know, you know, all crack dying. Open that Schlitz. Dude, <laughs> how do you get the babes? Crack open a cold Coors Light. That's how you do it. <laughs> So anyway, these beer commercials, uh, a, a lot more thought was put into them. Uh, let's just kind of say that a little bit more um, warm, I think, is a good way to put it. Warm. OK. All right. So, yeah. so there was a there was a beer uh, called Lowenbrow. Now, uh, Lowenbrow, you can still get, but it's we're not going to go the history of Lowenbrow beer here. But it was a it was a German <laughs> beer company that came to America. Yeah. And. uh <sighs> kind of positioned itself as like an import beer when it really wasn't and when it was like yeah. brewed here in the US and then uh eventually like shifted back to Germany. So like you can still get Lowenbrau but yeah. it, but it's expensive. It's like 26 bucks and it's got to be imported what, in for a sixer. Come on. Yeah, dude, it's it's pricey and and it in you know some states don't allow alcohol to be shipped into them, right? So your best bet if you want to buy Lowenbrow is to actually go to a liquor store and see if they could, you know, place sure. an order for you. If you're if, if anyone from listening to Reasonable Fanboys is really hankering for a Lowenbrow. You know what I haven't had since the 70s? Lowenbrow. Right. And so anyway, they had this uh <clears throat> jingle that and you know, and I don't I don't sing very well here. Let me let me Oh, I remember it. Let me cleanse the pipes. <laughs> With a Pabst blue ribbon. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that it went here's to good friends tonight, tonight is, kind, is of kind of special okay and all in, in these commercials would have like guys on the beach cooking lobsters the one that we liked was a bunch of you know uh 70s yuppies, era like, early like 80s on the era. early yuppies like yes, right business on that, era like, guys in a, yeah. a smoke filled steakhouse and they're eating like in the bar area this is back when like you could smoke in a restaurant and you know smoking the good old days cigars right and so they're all (laughs) sitting around waiting excuse me they're all waiting for this guy named dolan 
I'm like, you know, where is he? Where is he? And, and Dolan comes in and sits down and he goes, something about the tickets were like, you know, he couldn't believe the line to get the tickets. You know, kids, this is back when you actually had to go somewhere and buy tickets. You couldn't just like go online and do it. I know that's crazy, but you had to actually stand yeah. in line and buy tickets. Adults stood in line for stuff. Yes. And <laughs> so the waiter comes over and he's like first name basis with the waiter because these are real men and this is the steakhouse they go to. And I forget the waiter's <laughs> name, but he says something. And, and these aren't like, you know, like lumberjack looking guys. These are like business suit like guys. But they're yeah, they all but, they're all like a buck thirty. You know, yes, yes, but thin, they, but they're men, like, even though they're not like you know chopping wood and killing wild game. They're businessmen. Uh, they're businessmen, and so he tells the waiter, he says, "I know what I want. I want your biggest steak and a bottle of Low and Brow." And if you just YouTube Low and Brow commercial, <laughs> okay, and this is the first hit. It, it's so good. And one of the guys sitting there. Who is like, you know, he practiced this line <laughs> like in, intensely. It's so good. Oh, it's it's he deserves so an Oscar award. I mean, it's Leo, like take a step back. Right. It's like <laughs> I want to drink Lowenbrow with this man. I mean, he has just convinced me that it, any and he takes his menu and like doesn't really fold it in a dramatic fashion but but in this like when menus were like like fancy things right i mean they were like in leather bound leather yeah i mean they <laughs> it was like a big deal and so he closes this menu not really like a dramatic fashion but like in a approving fashion i guess is the best way to say it and he goes like, steak and low and brow dolan you're a genius you're a genius <laughs> And it is he's got that thick like New Jersey yeah, accent on him too. I know, I know. it's all <laughs> steak and a low and brow. Dolan, you genius. He does that little look back like Dolan. Then he kind of like looks yeah, around the looks table. Yeah, make sure he looks at like, Dolan. Are yeah. you guys ready for this? Because I'm about to land a compliment on yeah, this guy. Yeah. You guys, are, is everybody paying attention? You're a genius. You're a genius. Because that's all a man needs is like a steak falling off the plate. <laughs> that's. <laughs> In a bottle of low and heart brow. disease, number one killer, right? <laughs> like, it is the so hit pause on this show. We'll be here when you get back. I guarantee it. We swear hit, it. Hit pause on this show. YouTube.com low and brow. That's how you spell it. L O W E N B like boy R A U low and brow and just commercial. And it should be the first one. If it's not, it's definitely going to be the steak. Like the search low and brow steak, it'll probably oh, hit. It. It's, it, I have watched that commercial a million times. And the funny thing is, I actually remember that commercial from when I was a kid, uh, which, is, which is even better. Uh, but now watching it as an adult, because as a kid, you know, I was like, you know, oh, eight or nine. You know, you're not really registering that. That's just, you know, crap that was on the TV as you're waiting for like Wonder Woman to start up again. Sure. Or, or the Incredible Hulk or whatever it was you're watching. And in the case of my dad, we were probably watching MASH. Um, <laughs> hey, good show. The MASH is one of the best shows of all time. Yeah. And so, but yeah, these low and brow ads. And then there's other ones where like guys are fishing or they're on the beach uh, cooking lobsters. And then low and brow, when they got into like the mid 80s, tried to change things up because they felt it was like old, too old timey and it was too like kind of like this good old boy thing 
And so they they tweaked their ads to try to match like, you know, what Budweiser was starting to do and Coors and, yeah. they, and you know, those those uh, companies. And it, it fell flat on his face. And because, you know, probably killed the brand. It, yeah, it, it hurt the brand. And eventually, you know, they left the U.S. market. So anyway, yeah, here's to if good they kept Dolan around. Right. Who knows where they would be? Yeah. yeah or at I least mean, the guy who said, Dolan, you're a genius. Because I, I don't think it's Dolan who's who's amazing actor. It's. No, the guy who the says guy. it. Yeah, the guy who says it. And you'll, rec- says. You'll, you'll recognize the guy who plays Dolan. He He's actually, um, you know, became a pretty well-known actor. His his name is escaping me, but um, <clears throat> for those who are maybe a little longer in the tooth, maybe, you know, you'll recognize him as being, um, you know, on a few TV shows here and there. But yeah, man, that's, that's low and brow. So here's to good friends. Tonight is kind of special. <laughs> Good stuff. There it is. Like I can't. Like I don't know, man. In the show. Like that's it. Good night, everybody. Yeah. Episode episode fifteen in the can. Done. In the bottle. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing. I just too. remember. I just remember us working late when we worked together. Uh-huh. We would just we would we'd spend many a night, many a late night working together. Oh man, so good. And uh, watching old beer commercials and watching uh, the Crystal Pepsi ad with. Yeah, man, Crystal Pepsi. That song re- came up on that song came up on my uh, Sirius XM radio. Yeah, Van Halen's uh, right now. Yeah, man. The, the Crystal- I tried to take a picture of it, and then it skipped like five songs ahead. And I was kind of sweet. Pissed. Even better. <laughs> was- <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, Chris and Crystal Pepsi made a return this summer. Uh, and, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. And, yeah, and Pepsi has brought it back again for 2017. So there you go. So there you go, Low and Brow. You got a shot. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring friend, back Dolan and his friends. Friend of the show, Daniel Amato, uh, who uh, him and Taylor have a nice little podcast called The Two Man Blitz. Not on oh, yeah. Shut Up Dog Productions, but we'll give him a little shout out. Uh, him and I joke several times about having um, Lowen Brows together. And, and then when we did, started shopping around for one, it sounds like 26 bucks a six. Or we're like, yeah, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all set. Yeah. <laughs> Because you I mean, you're still, a good friend, but it's not really that special. Well, you, we each spend, you know, end up spending like 13 bucks for three beers each. And it's like, you know, what am I at? A Cardinals game? I mean, uh, <laughs> hey, my, minus the losing. <laughs> Speaking of football. But some would, but some would say I'm drinking low and brow, so I am kind of losing. <laughs> I'm sorry. All right. Enough with the beer. Holy moly. What about what about it? What would you say? Speaking of football, what were you gonna say? Well, I mean, well, speaking of the Super Bowl happened on Sunday. Yeah, man, and that was quite the uh, quite the Dude. sporting event. Well, you know, if you're not into sports, um, <clears throat> I think sometimes there's a misconception that those who read comic books aren't into sports. I like couldn't to disp- couldn't dare to be into. Sports. I dispel that notion. Uh, Historic Super Bowl in a number of ways. It was the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. Uh, you can look at yeah. it a number of ways. It was the biggest comeback in Super Bowl history. It was the biggest choke in Super Bowl history committed by the Atlanta Falcons. It was the first overtime game uh, in Super Bowl history. So a lot of history yeah. was made in that game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was all blacked out for me, so I couldn't. I couldn't. Watch How it. was it blacked out? I don't know. The streaming services that I use were like, nah. Nice try. Mm, that's why you throw that dish up on the side of the house. Man. Man, I, I know we're not going to, we're not going to give you your conversation. I can't dude. you know? Yeah. I know we're not going to get into it right now because I mean, we could, we could get into some deep water, but for those of us who enjoy live sports, cutting the cord is impossible. It's it is impossible. Terrible. They are, 
Uh, I love me some college football, man. I just want to watch college football. That's all I want to watch. But no, dude, sports, no. sports is you know. I mean, not only do they have incredible you know partnerships with beer, uh, <laughs> but uh, I th- Here's just friends. yeah, right. Uh, the, the, just the the contracts they have with like cable and satellite companies is just. Uh, I mean, it's it's unheard of, and you know, for me, oh, yeah. uh, <clears throat> you know, being. You know, an Arizona native. Yes, there are some of us who are natives that, uh, you know, all my all my teams are Arizona teams. It's the Cardinals, the Suns, the Diamondbacks, the Coyotes. I am an Arizona man. Those are my teams. And, uh, you know, with the Cardinals, we would be fine because all their games are on are on TV, if you know, over the air. Um, So you could use like an antenna. Right. And watch them on Fox 10 here, which is the local Fox station. But um, it'd be okay there. But, uh, you know, to watch, say, like Coyotes, Diamondbacks and Suns, they've got an exclusive contract with Fox Sports Arizona and you only get Fox Sports Arizona if you subscribe to a cable or satellite company. That's the only way you get it. And you can't like subscribe to Major League at bat because your local team is blacked out. Yeah. On Major League at bad. So anyway, we, we go all day on that. But yeah, dude, that sucks. I mean, you know, you you choose not to have a cable or a dish and, and that's cool because there's a lot of really great streaming uh, options out there that you still get access to these, you know, a lot of you know great networks and good programming. Yeah, man. But yeah. when but when it comes to the live sports, dude, they just they like to stick that middle finger like right in the consumer's face. And oh, yeah, they don't care. No, they don't care. And, you know, and along with that, you know, is, you know, I watch ESPN. I watch NFL Network. I watch Fox Sports one, uh, which carries a lot of UFC. I'm, I really enjoy watching UFC. So it's like if you're a fan of that stuff. Yeah. Uh, there, there isn't a pay as you go option. If you want to watch ESPN, like say through like a Apple TV or a Roku, any of those great products, you got to have a cable subscription. You got to yeah, have a satellite subscription, right? Yeah. Well, I so. did the, uh, you know, I did the, like I said, I did the few streaming services and I can get ESPN and I can get ESPNU. And yes. Yeah. Those FS1 are available. And stuff yeah, like that. I can available. get all those. Mm-hmm. But like when it comes to Sunday afternoon, um, you know, CBS, NBC, um, none of those are CBS and NBC out. They don't well, have CBS them. has their, has their own service. They have I their own app. Mm-hmm. NBC just says, you know, whatever we're, we're NBC. So deal with it. <laughs> and Fox does it's Fox thing. And mm-hmm. so, uh, yeah. So yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I'm sorry, dude. It was a great game. It was going to be, it was going to be like a casual watch thing for me anyway, but just to kind of keep up with it. It's not something I was too ramped up about, but well, it's a, it's almost a holiday, dude. You know, a number of ways. The Super Bowl is a holiday here in the United States. Yeah, you know? It is. Yeah. Well, it was it was a really good game. You know, I, I was pulling for Atlanta, um, you know, National oh, Football course. Conference. That's where the Cardinals yeah. play. And so I tend to side with the NFC, just like in the you know World Series. The Diamondbacks are in the National League, so I like to see the National League represent. But uh, ended up being... Uh, and that'd been a really entertaining game. And, you know, um, while we certainly don't talk a lot of sports on this show, um, I mean, New England Patriots, you, what can you say, man? They, you know, they win. Yeah, they win. You know, seven, <laughs> seven Super Bowl trips since 2000 and they've won five. Um, it's pretty, yeah. pretty amazing, man. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it's kind of a tough. Uh, there you go. Yeah. So. Good times. Yeah, man. All right, but, dude, during sport, but during the sports events, the, well, yeah. they had uh, you know they had quite a few new debut commercials and yeah, um, give a give a rundown of some of the extended TV spots that we saw. Because believe it or not, folks, we're actually going to move into some comic book talk. Now. Yeah, now thirty minutes talk, in, we might yeah. actually hit comic books. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> we love you guys. We talk some beer, talk some low and brow, talk some Super Bowl. 
And now we're actually going to talk about some comic books. Yeah, so give us a rundown, man, because there were some uh, extended... And what was really interesting, though, before you give us this rundown, is Super Bowl ads are crazy expensive. And it's interesting Uh. because a lot of these trailers... Uh, were only 30 seconds in length and at the very end they would say go visit you know like ww dot whatever whatever to watch the full trailer because dude they were to show like a two minute trailer during the super bowl they're, they're paying something like 35 40 million dollars <laughs> to show a two minute trailer yeah. yeah so give us a rundown because some of them were some extended tv spots with a few little few little nuggets that we didn't see in some of the other ones well there was a um well, there was a, a apparently a very funny Walking Dead, uh, new Walking Dead commercial, uh, new air or new um, trailer, uh, and they'll be back what Sunday at this point. So they're yes. going to be back with the rest of the season seven. Ooh, man, I cannot Sunday. wait! I cannot wait, man. Lauren and I have yet to catch it. We have we are behind, oh. and so I know. Dude. dude, I hear that every time. So I'm like, every time I'm like, you caught up? I'm like, dude, I haven't caught up. Oh, I know, it's awful. I need to catch up. Yeah, you do. Well, I mean, it's a good, it's a good show. So it's, it's really tough to, but sometimes I have to gear up for it. You know, like I have to get ready for that. It's uh, it's a, well, man, it's a heavy show for me. Yeah. It's not a knee slapper. Um, <laughs> it's not a laugh riot. No. <laughs> <laughs> Though that Glenn, when he took that hit, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> oh, we, were, we, we were a giggling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a cool little yeah, yeah uh, Walking Dead spot, and definitely it returns this Sunday night. Absolutely, did very excited yeah. for that. And uh, I think there was a there was a new Logan trailer, which would showed some new footage, um, which was pretty rad. And then there was um, new Guardians trailer as well, New Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, um, which I don't know. I, I'm getting uh, that one's going to be just fun. It's going to be just another. It's just going to be a fun movie. Yeah. That's really it. And I think what Lego Batman came out this weekend as well, didn't it? No. Was it this weekend or next no, weekend? Next weekend. Next weekend. Yes. I think some some people oh the re, like the, the some reviews are in. Some reviews, reviews are coming Yeah, in. reviewers yeah. got it this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you know, and I think it's hitting pretty heavy, so um, along in that list, I think Transformers Five, which who Ugh. couldn't be more excited about Transformers Five? Right? Oh my goodness! Right? You know, so when, right? so when Joanne and I saw that, <laughs> right? You know, and I'm going to be very honest here, okay? Because up until this point, I have been lying to your face. That um, I always hate that phrase. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest like, with you. Yeah, right. Because we, we <laughs> I, I haven't told you. I haven't told you any truth. There were no low and brown friends. commercials. I'm not <laughs> drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon. No. Um, but at this moment. At this moment, I'm telling you the truth that, uh, you know, as a child or as a person who grew up watching the Transformers cartoon uh, as a kid, um, which has not aged well, by the way, (laughs) you go back and you watch it now. It's 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 such cheap animation. They did not try. No, it's it's pretty it's it's pretty flimsy. It's Some flimsy. of those budget animation moves. But, you know, um, Joanne and I, we, you know, we watched the, you know, 30 second spot and we both agreed. And, and I and I really don't believe that that we are alone in this opinion. Yeah. Despite these facts, may, despite these movies making a ton of money is I literally and I'm not being figurative here. I, I literally laterally. Laterally, literally, <laughs> unilaterally, cannot tell the difference between these movies. <laughs> now, I, 
for example, like <laughs> in Transformers Four, not, no one's no one's arguing with you, right? In Transformers <laughs> Four, which was the first one with Mark Wahlberg, like you see Megatron, who's now a beat up diesel truck. Right or tanker, who's, or who's still a thing? It's still a, he's Omegatron. He's the he's the best. Yes, but in the previous movie, he was I, I believe his final form was a jet of some kind. Yeah, he was a jet. So Transformers Four comes around, and now he's this beat up, rusting out. He's got like these weird metal parasites crawling all over him. Uh, tanker. Yeah, and I literally could not remember how he got there. So I purposefully, after seeing Transformers 4 in the theater, no less, went in and painfully sat through Transformers 3, which was, <laughs> was that Revenge of the Fallen? Was that the, the last Shia one? Yeah. He did three of them, right? Yeah. Me- and Wagon Fox Revenge backed of the Fallen two. Was that, yeah. Was Revenge of the Fallen the second know. one? I couldn't, I, I could not yeah, right? tell you. Right? Yeah. Like the I names. don't. Leonard Nimoy was in one of them. That's what I remember. Yes. The third one, I think. Yes. And so I go and I watch the third one. Yeah. And no, they don't tell us why Megatron is. Wasn't it Dark Side of the Moon or something like that? That's or a Pink Floyd like... album. The Dark well, of the Moon. I know, moon. but it was the Dark, dark of the Moon. Was... The Moon is Dark. The, it was Transformers, moon the Moon dark, is Dark. Dark, dark of the Moon. moon. Dark yeah, of the Moon. Darkest, darkest Moon ever. Darkest Moon ever. Transformers. Transformers. So. Big Moon. We're watching this and, and I'm just like, you know. I don't know what's going on and, and like losing all nerd credibility. I, I'm literally like, what are we? Do- I don't know what we're doing. And just like the X-Men love genocide, the Transformers movies, would they just stop invading already? I mean, how should we start off this Transformers movie? I know. Oh, it was Dark of the Moon. That's Dark of the Moon. Okay. Let's have Transformers that we haven't seen before invade. Mm, I like your style. I mean, it just... And yeah. Bumblebee. Oh, I'm just yeah. looking at it now, just to give yeah. you a heads up of the years to come, because um, you know it doesn't start... It, it doesn't stop at the last night, which is releasing apparently coming up. Yes. Uh, there's an untitled Bumblebee spinoff coming oh, in 2018. Be that'll be good. Uh, which should be just full of plot development. <laughs> and uh, then there's a sixth Transformers film oh, in 2019. For the, for the love of Pete. I, mean, I don't know. Well, I mean, th- th- you know what? It's like, what? It's like Nickelback. Like, dude, you want them to... It's, it, you can't really argue with money, but at the same time, you're like, dude, like, oh, dude, it's this terrible. But how do they keep doing it? This Transformers movie. Again. Oh, dude, this Transformers movie is going to make so much money. It's not even going to be. It's funny. going to look if I could go in there oh, with like if I could just go in there and watch the movie with sound effects and and just the visuals like I think I would be happy. Well, that's all it is, right? Well, get well. You know the heavy plot lines. I don't know if you want to. And the ra- and the rampant racism from the fr- from the second one. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Oh, boy. <laughs> Got uncomfortable real yeah, quick. Right. Yeah, okay. So Transformers 5. Yeah. Well, What's and then it called? Pirates the Last the Night. Yeah, The Last Night. Right. Okay. And yeah, then Pirates, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, another one that we may be... Well, that's a Disney be... just like ramping up the money machine. Just ready to go. That you know that's interesting that they that they went they went with another one because the last one uh, Dead Men Tale no this one's called Dead Men Tell No Tales uh, yeah well the, Johnny well, Depp's back in this one isn't he <laughs> yeah I guess yeah <laughs> God you mean, 
See, the guy just loves to play weird characters, man. Um, <laughs> you find you find your niche and you just stick with it. What was the fourth? The fourth one was Dead Man's Chest? Or was that the third one? Oh, man. No, fourth, fourth, yeah, no, the see, world's, right? no, no like on Stranger the, Tides. On Stranger Tides was the fourth yeah. one. Standalone Pirates movie. Dude, you know, seriously. Yeah, I, it, it was like an out-of-place Pirates movie. It was really yeah, strange. It, 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 uh, I, I sincerely, I was like, after that, I'm like, okay, dude, they're, they're close the lid on the coffin on this franchise. I mean, we're done. Close the treasure chest. It's no, done. no, here comes a, here comes another one. And here then, we you, go. You know, that's going to be interesting, dude, because, uh, Johnny Depp has not had a string of hits recently. You know, the last I, Alice uh, in Wonderland movie, yeah. horribly underperformed. Uh, Black Mass, uh, which actually isn't a bad film. Yeah. Uh, I, I caught it on HBO when it debuted. Uh, yeah. Vastly underperformed. And that was expected to be, you know, a Oscar worthy type of hmm. movie and, and performance. And it underperformed tremendously. So yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if just the general movie going public uh, is just a little worn out Stay, on like staled on him or something worn out on Johnny Depp. I'm, I'm yeah, starting to wonder that. Be. Yeah. Okay. What else did we get? Um, ghost in the shell, uh, which should be kind of interesting. Um, a lot of controversy around that one. With, oh yeah, uh, for sure. Non Asian female lead. So yeah, you know, people always have that something to complain about. So why not complain not, about well, that? Well, I mean, can, you know, some legitimacy to that. You know, I got an interesting um, perspective from someone uh, who is a fan of Ghost in the Shell, the animation, yeah. and uh, is heavily into anime and has really no problem with it. They said, because really, when you pay attention to the story now, I am completely unfamiliar with the Ghost in oh, the I'm, Shell story. I'm yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I am not going to pretend like I know. Uh, I yeah. have a, a an impersonation of anime that's kind of hard to convey through audio. But it's we'll just like grab a video yeah, grab it's just like yeah, <laughs> yeah, and just like still shots and like you know. I, well, that's that was my, Dragon Ball. That was like to be real though. That was most of Dragon Ball. It did. Like, it that was most of like, Dragon Ball Z. It looks like, that all was like most that to of, me. <laughs> there'd be twenty minute episodes of people just screaming yeah! and jumping. Right. And so, yeah. but I, I, Hey, I respect the genre. Those people do those people. That sounds really bad. But when you, when you dismiss anime, they get, they get touchy. They get a little well, heated. Dude, it's, I mean, it's well done. And there's uh, if you're looking for, okay, so I'll give the, I'll give, I'll give this one. So if people are looking for maybe like a tiptoe into the genre, here's what I'll suggest. Afro Samurai. Um, if you're into slash ups, and Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> so Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> slash him's up. Slashes uh, But the Afro, uh, Afro Samurai. So it's okay. a, a very well done story. And it's Samuel L. Jackson does the voice of the samurai. And uh, there's a Ron Perlman does a voice in there. Like there's some really uh, like there's some really, um, really great actors that, that are doing voices for this uh, for that for that show. And they did a it was just a short run. And the only thing out of that artist uh, that uh, did the uh, that did the actual animation from there. He's never done anything since, and he didn't do anything before it. Interesting, interesting. because so, I I looked at it because the stylized uh, the style of that animation is is phenomenal. But sure. if you're looking for like a light step into kind of like what does this genre really have, I think that's a good like Americanized like step into it. And then from there, you know, if you enjoy some stuff, I know Akira from the '80s mm-hmm. was, is iconic. It is. Um, and one of my favorite movies, actually. 
I really, really enjoy that movie. Voltron. So, and Voltron. <laughs> the li- <laughs> the robot lions. Yeah, no, uh, so I, I seriously cannot speak intelligently about anime. It, it's, yeah. not, it's not my thing. It's not my cup of tea. Sure. Um, <clears throat> But I mean, it, it should. I just banged my desk. Uh, it it should be. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how that how that does. I don't. I don't know. Um, I think it'll be kind of interesting. I mean, I she did a movie a couple years ago called Lucy mm-hmm. that um, didn't really go too far. And a lot of people. I mean, no, it just really didn't no. hit the critics. I mean, it was an action movie. I mean, it really is just like a you know kind of a really cool action movie. And that was one of the few Scarlett Johansson movies where she's the lead that I was like, okay, I'm on board. Like I actually really enjoyed that movie. And I, mm. and it's got a lot of weird stuff in it. Like you only use 10% of your brain. Like it does that thing. Yeah. But yeah. It, it, the whole movie kind of rides on that concept, which is, you know, totally bull crap, but <laughs> it's still, it was still a very entertaining movie and visually looked great. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's going to be cool. John wick two, John wick chapter yeah, two, right? John wick. Dude. Oh my gosh. So good. Just watch that John movie. W- just watch John wick again the other day. Everyone talked about the movie. I was like, man, I don't know, man. It looks kind of weird. And then just the cor- the fight choreography in that movie. Keanu Reeves, notch. dude. Keanu Reeves is awesome, man. I like he's, that. We, we've said it before on this show. Yeah. He's legit. He's legit. <laughs> dude is legit. Yeah. He, you know, he gets some flag for some of his earlier roles, uh, specifically. Specific, we're not talking like Bill and Ted, okay? I mean, that's a funny movie. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, great. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, not great. Um, but uh, one role in, I think, in particular, well, maybe two roles in particular that he, you know, people tend to grimace at his acting would be yeah. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Yes, that's and that, it. That painful British accent of his, <laughs> uh, just painful. Just I mean, it's just he forced. is just. I mean, whoa. He, just <laughs> he, he should have gotten paid like double overtime for trying to do that accent. I mean, that was like hard labor for him. Uh, just break rocks at Leavenworth for <laughs> to do to do that accent and then uh, try to d- just try to do if you wanted to hear Keanu Reeves's British voice try to oh, try yeah. to do a bad British accent as a surfer you nailed it <laughs> as a and surfer. you nailed it like yeah like <laughs> and, and straight out of the ocean <laughs> And just try to do a bad British accent. You'll hear yourself do it. And, and it's and, pretty phenomenal. And Bram Stoker's Dracula is I mean, not only is it a good horror movie. I mean, it, it's wordy though. It it is verbose, uh, <laughs> to say the least. Uh, it's a great it's film. That I think the dialogue. That, yeah, there is a lot of dialogue in Bram Stoker's Dracula, but I think it's one of those that has stood the test of time. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, but then the other one that I think got better with age is uh, Point Break with uh, Patrick Swayze. Um, yeah, the acting yeah. shot. I think. I think once yeah, he, 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 yeah. that's, he a, that's such an action movie, though. It's hard to see. Like, I think he I found know. his groove on just exactly what he should yeah. be doing, and it, and it wasn't the Matrix. Yeah. Okay. It was actually Speed. Is where I think he really found his groove. Yeah. That he's much better playing the straight. You know, the straight laced guy who's got a sense of humor and he's gonna wisecrack. But very dryly wisecrack. He needs people around him, though. Yes, yeah. and to it's where you're like, straight man. Yeah, yeah, and to where you're like, Keanu's pretty cool, right? Because he had Sandra Bullock playing off of yeah. him, who's you know she's cute and she's funny and she's quirky and you know wasn't your typical damsel in distress. She's actually kicking a lot of butt in that movie. Yeah, she is. Yeah, and so I think that's where he started to find his groove. And obviously, he got into the Matrix and things like that. But yeah, John sure. Wick. 
such a fun action movie. Very violent. Okay, if you haven't seen oh, John Wick, it is yeah, yeah, it's very much a rated R movie. So uh, it's actually on sale right now on iTunes for seven ninety nine. I'll pimp that a little bit. I saw that uh, today. Uh, nice. So if you're wanting to grab it on the inexpensive, John Wick can get that through iTunes, of course. Uh, but yeah, John Wick uh, two, man, I'm I'm looking forward to that. It, it's just it's a good popcorn action flick again it's yeah. very, it's violent very bloody very violent so you know just kind of know that going in okay well, he's opposite Lawrence Fishburne in this one like yes it'll be fun yeah. it'll be and fun you've got yeah. uh, Shane uh, Ian McShane returning again who's mm-hmm. such a cool uh, character actor uh, so yeah man John Wick 2 is going to be awesome yeah and then uh, a last honorable mention which isn't really a comic book movie or comic book TV show at all but I don't know. I feel like kind of like other things that we talk about, it, it'd be, it'd, it'd be shame on us if we didn't mention. Um, and I don't think we've ever talked about it actually, uh, but no. stranger things too. I have not even seen it. Oh, I know. Right. There's just okay. so much TV a man can watch. There's, a, a there's only so much. Um, <laughs> and I, I implore you to, to replace something to just, to just watch an episode a week on that. I one. know I dude, I'm, I'm failing the reasonableness. Uh, I, I know that I should watch it. <laughs> Stranger <laughs> things was, it, Ryan, I know I should. Oh man. It's, I know. It was, I it felt like I felt the return of X files. I felt the return of twilight zone. I felt, um, the eighties, the eighties genre of like the goonies. Um, like it was, it's a beautiful mix of, of genres and the actors that are in this, the actors and actresses that are, that play in this are a lot of them are kids. Um, and of course they've been pimped about everywhere that they can be at this point. Like they're sure. on every TV show from here until whatever. And you know, um, gave, gave a career resurrection to miss Winona Ryder. Oh my gosh. She, and she plays a phenomenal role in this film. And, uh, in fact, the uh, little girl that plays, um, I can't remember uh, Millie Bobby Brown something like that Millie Millie Brant Millie anyway dude, I, yeah I'm like looking so at you I'm, like you know it and like you I'm dude I, hey I will <laughs> openly admit I'm letting the reasonable universe down I have not watched Stranger Things and it it's and, a it, good and one. it well and it's not for like going I think that stinks uh nah. n- not not even it's just like I said man there's just so much good content yeah that a lot of stuff um, out there yeah man it's just it's hard to get all of it in. Yeah. Though I so did just this, finish so, Eastbound and Down. So I don't know. Oh, <laughs> good. <laughs> it's great. Kenny but, Powers. But, uh, but anyway, so this this young girl, Millie Bobby Brown, uh, her and Winona Ryder had a conversation before the show aired. And she was very uncomfortable because her character would actually have a shaved head at the beginning of the, in, in the, in the whole show. Is that going to spoil something for me? No. Okay. No, she's just a shaved head. That's all it is. And so um, Winona Ryder... Uh, she was, she apparently Millie was having a lot of problems with that. She was like, I don't know. Oh, I Millie can, was going to be bald. Not when, yeah. And she's like okay. 12. Yeah. She's like oh, 12 year old. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. I'm and so you. Millie I'm was going to have a shaved head. And so, and she was having a lot of issues with it. She was telling, she was talking to my owner about it. She's like, I don't know. Like, should I just do a cap? Like they can make it work. And my well, looked at her and was just girl, like, man. well, yeah, it's shaving your head. I mean, that's always a big yeah. deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. You know, happens. I do it every other day now, but you know, um, but at the, but, Anyway, so Renona Ryder like really talked to her and was just like, no, you trust me. Like it's gonna grow back. You're gonna be fine. But trust me, like you you're gonna wanna sh- you're gonna wanna do this. And so she ended up, of course, she ended up doing it, and Stranger Things has been a absolute complete success. 
Um, not just because she shaved her head, but I think because they really embodied all the, the kids really embodied all the characters that they, that they were playing. Um, anyway, it's a super well done show. I was super surprised, um, at the um, amount of, of good acting that came out of those kids. Well, it is, it's definitely on my list. You know, you have your, my list oh, yeah, on yeah. Netflix. It, it's, it, it's sitting It's going to be a good time. So. Yeah, I know. I need to do it. I just need to do it. Need yeah. to quit horsing around. Nah. Quit horsing you know, around happens. lemmings yeah. and just a, watch it. But that trailer. Yeah. Definitely don't watch the trailer then. Cause that'll, that'll like really mess you up from what season one will do. But uh stranger things too. It's good trailer. Super good. Well, trailer I saw the trailer it. during the Super Bowl, and it literally oh, you made did? No, well, it made no sense to me. I didn't oh, know what well, was yeah, going on. Not, yeah, probably make no sense. I'm like, what a bunch of crap. <laughs> what is this? This looks. Stupid. Turn it off and let me know in footballs. This looks on. stupid. <laughs> stupid. Oh man, but uh, man, today, this week, I tell you, these last couple weeks have been weeks of reading Valiant comic books for me. Yeah, man. I finally, You've I've just I've caught been, back in. Been and steeped I've, in the Valiant universe. Well, man, I've I, after I started Bloodshot last year, um, and we, you know, I'm sure it's it's on an episode somewhere. But when we started talking yeah, about, we've it, it was mentioned like, okay, Valiant a few times. First, yeah, right. I know. But you know, when I picked up the first copy of Bloodshot and I hammered my way through that one, couldn't put it down. I was super excited to read Harbinger. Picked that one up. Couldn't put it back down. Um, I think the only one that kind of got me weird was Divinity. I think that was the only one that I was just kind of like, okay, I'm good. Well, they they all they're they're not all going to be, uh, you know, first place, uh, gold medalist. That's yeah, just, I mean, it's definitely yeah. like a supplemental kind of storyline to it. I think it still intersects, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I I just anyway. So no, I, I I agree. I agree. Yeah. So after it's I not up, terrible, but not outstanding. Yeah, it's yeah, it's I can live without it. Scoopanilla, scoopanilla Scoop, ice yeah. cream. It's just well drawn and it's, um, it's got oh, a yeah. good storyline in it. But yeah. mm-hmm. um, so I picked up the volume twos, Harbinger volume two, Bloodshot volume two, read through both of those, finished those recently. And I got Harbinger Wars and I was and I was questioning, I think I was on the show last week, a couple weeks ago, and I couldn't figure out which one to order because they had like Harbinger volume three. Harbinger Wars. They had Bloodshot Volume Three, Harbinger Wars, and then they had Harbinger Wars Volume One. Mm. And so I was like, "Well, what the poop?" Like, well, well, this think is of where it, it gets a little confusing. Well, think of it like uh, you know Civil War, right? I mean, you had right, yeah. you had the like, the yeah. the or um, another great example would be uh, you know um, Blackest Night, right? Which was a yeah. big event for DC, yeah. right? That you had your your main storyline happening in uh, you know like Civil War you know one one through six, right. But then you had Civil War happening in individual books, right? Exactly as well too. So yeah. I think that's how you can kind of look at Harbinger Wars with Bloodshot yeah. and Harbinger, and then the collected so I was, series. I was, yeah, I was like trying to make sense of them, you know. Um, so anyway, so I picked up just Harbinger Wars Volume One. And I'm so glad I did because Valiant knows what to do. And I have to just give mad props to Valiant in this book uh, because I tell you, when I picked up Harbinger Wars volume one and I grabbed this one and I'm like, okay, I'm just going to grab this and, and be done with it. I crack open the first couple pages and there it is on the left hand side a breakdown of who's involved, what a quick synopsis of their storyline is and, and uh, read that first book. 
crack open the second book in that series, another more specific breakdown of the groups that these individuals are involved with. I tell you, I couldn't slow clap enough. Honestly, the best move you can do as a comic book writer and as a and to make people feel safe inside of your books that they're picking up at the shop is to give me a breakdown. Give me something. Give me some give me some background. Make sure that I'm comforted along the way that you're telling me this these crazy storylines and they're going every which way. I tell you, I I couldn't I can't sing their praises enough right now, John, honestly, because when I opened that up and I read when I'm looking at that page and it's just Hey, this is Bloodshot. This is what Bloodshot's history is. This is Project Rising Spirit. This is where he came from. This is what happened here. Cool. Now you got him. Here's Peter. Peter is a harbinger. He's kind of the lead harbinger. But let's talk a little bit about the harbingers. You have Faith and we have this. And I'm just like, dude, you got it. Like you nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Yeah, man. It's it's a it's a definite calling card of Valiant. And and really should be something and we we have said this before and we will say it again that DC and Marvel need to pay attention to what Valiant is doing when it comes to big sweeping story arcs that are going to impact your universe and in one of the you know spoke with a fellow comic book fan not too long ago. And he agreed fully that the biggest hurdle for someone who has not been in comics or has been out of comics is where do I start with Marvel and DC? Where do I start? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. daunting. And, and you and I are readers of these, of these companies. Yeah. And it's, it's daunting that if, it's, you, yeah. if you haven't been in a certain book with Marvel for a while... And you're like, hey, I got rejuvenated to start reading Black Panther after yeah. watching Civil War, yeah. right? And, and you want to get back into Black Panther. Well, where do I jump in? Where, where do yeah, I where's, start? Where's volume one? Where's the... Or do I just, you know, plug my nose and jump in the water and I'll just start at, you know, issue, you know, number XX. 309. And just, you know, figure it out as, as I go along. And, you know, that, yeah. that'll work. I mean, you will eventually start to get the gist of where the book is currently. Yeah. And then maybe you can start filling in blanks, you know, through back issues, whether you're buying back issues from your comic book store, you're buying them digitally or whatever. Yeah. But the fact that Valiant, and then here's another thing that I really appreciate about Valiant is, you know, if you, if you go the collected volume route, which, um, you know, something that you and I do not because we're opposed to individual issues, a little bit of a no. challenge to get to a comic book store on a weekly basis or a, or a, or a double <laughs> yeah. weekly basis to pick yeah. up individual issues. Uh, and, and that's the, and I've had a few people say, ask, it's like, why do you guys are so into the volume sets? Why are you so into the volume sets? Well, twofold. Number one, it's not always easy for us to get to the, well, for me, and I, I think I can speak for Ryan on this. No, as well, yeah, too. Yeah, hey, speak for me on this yeah, yeah, it's just not always feasible to get to the, the comic shop on on a weekly basis. And yeah. Ryan and I have both said, hey, we've got quite a few books that we that we have digitally. My iPad has a lot of digital books on it, man. Just like I'm, I'm a purist. I, I love the smell and the feel of a comic. It just. Oh, the paper. I love it. I love it. Right. I, tell you, so, I get much more interest 
yes. from people. I don't, I don't mean to cut you off at all. No, I'm no, sorry. cut me off. Cut me off. Um, and I and I tell you that when I break open a comic book at work, which is often because I'm just catching up for our show and sure. for interest, for general interest, right? Um, of what I want to what I want to take a look at. I tell you, I've done it both ways where I've set it on my phone or I've had it on an iPad and I've kind of skimmed through and then I've had it a, a book open on my desk and I tell you, I get much more just like, Hey, what, what's, uh, what's going on there? Yeah. What do you, what you reading? What's what you reading? Read yeah. Right. Yeah. What you reading over there? And I get and, and, and it allows me to kind of talk about, it. I'm like, what's well, a comic book. Do you want to hear about a comic book? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's how we have to intro all of my conversations. Cause you know, and, <laughs> we well, and, and not it's everybody's def- into it. And, 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 and it's definitely not it's cool. a, a casting of stones at, you know, for those who prefer Oh, no, uh, to buy digitally, uh, we you know as long uh, as you're I, getting it, honestly. Yeah, you know, I, I something I you know I talk about very frequently on our sister show is, man, there there's just something to holding a vinyl album. You're holding this complete thought out you know thing. Uh, yeah. Feel the very same way about books, but that's to answer a number of questions where people have asked me is like, why do we tend to go, you know, trade paperbacks or collected volumes? It's just because of time, folks, because of time. And and we know that sometimes that, you know, forces you to be behind a little bit uh, story yeah. story wise. Um, that being said, um, you know, like I said, you know, I, I do buy individual issues. But to get to what I was saying originally, what I really appreciate about what uh, Valiant does is in their collected volumes you can turn to the very, very back and they will give a comprehensive list of what the volume title is and the chronological yeah. order to where you're not like, okay. And like, and something this thing that DC has done that, that frustrates me, um, uh, death of the family, which was a really great, uh, crossover yeah. story in the new 52, uh, and you talk about daunting. That is a daunting read that well, I don't know. I don't the, know if you've quite read the callback that. to, Call you back know, to death, death in the family. Death in the family. Yeah, uh, and I don't know if you've had a chance to read Death of the F- Death of the Family. It is a very good story. Yeah, it is long. It is complex. Yeah, DC took it and through every comic that that was a part of Death of the Family and put it into a collected volume called Death of the Family. Well, now, if you buy the collected volume of, say, Batman, Detective Comics, Nightwing, uh, Suicide Squad, you're getting these issues again, but in a different trade trade paperback format. So then you're like, oh, well, great. Now I've bought these books twice. Yeah. Right. Doesn't make any sense. No, no. Uh, so, you know, Valiant does a very valiant job of really, you know, just getting in, you know, you do, you and I are singing the praises of Valiant every week because it is so deserved. They just, they, I would, I would say they are reader first, reader first. Yeah. And it did. I mean, that's clear. And, and honestly, it's, it's so clear. Um, when I, again, when I cracked open the Valiant, when I cracked open the Harbinger Wars volume one and I was nervous and that's what I think was, what's more <laughs> to me, that's what it is more than anything else is I crack it open. I'm like, okay, did I make, did I make the right decision as a buyer? Did I, as a customer, did I walk into the shop and make a correct decision? Now I got it on Amazon, but did I make the right decision? And that bugs me because I'm like, okay, if I didn't make the right decision, is it a waste of money? Do I put it on hold? Do I return it? Do I get the right one? 
And for or me, are you, sp- are, are you spoiling story? Are you jumping ahead? And you're like, am I, oh, yes. Whoa, am I, I just jumped something? I just jumped ahead like 10 issues. Oh, geez. There's nothing yeah, worse than that. That's so, a bummer. Yeah, that's a real bummer. I did the. I remember the moment that I've done something like that was when um, I, I listened to uh, before Halo 5 came out. They had a podcast. And it was a really cool podcast. Yeah, I remember that. Was, I remember that. It was yes. a really cool podcast. It was. I acts because my podcast loader loaded it weird. I listened to the last episode first. Oh, the very last episode, and I was just like, "Dude, buggers. this is kicking off to a start." Here Dude, we this go. This is rip roaring. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, and starting off with sure a bang. Enough, listen to the. I spoiled oh, every man. every minute of the every, and I couldn't listen oh, to any of it. Oh, dude, that breaks my every heart. That breaks my heart. Hearing I was that, so excited. <laughs> oh, but man, I, since I've done something like that before, like I'm so scared of doing something like that again, and I tell you. Again, just being able to be reassured when you crack open a comic in that course of smell, right? But when oh, you crack open that comic book and so there it beautiful. is on the first page, hey, just in case you missed it or you want a reminder yeah. or a refresher, here's who are the key players and here's how they're involved. Yeah, man. Knocked yeah, it out man. of the park, home run, perfect 10, like awesome. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah, dude. Valiant, uh, we will say it a uh, hundred times over. If you're not reading a Valiant book, we have given you incredible recommends. The Harbinger, yeah. uh, not the Harbinger, 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 uh, Bloodshot, Bloodshot Reborn, uh, Harbinger Wars, Exo Man of War, which is one that's very quickly becoming probably my favorite uh, Valiant yeah. title. Uh, yeah, so a lot of good stuff. You know, to switch gears Britannia, a little bit, which is coming up, Britannia, which is coming up. Well, the, yeah. the second series is coming up. They've already released the first series. 2016. So they're just revisiting yes. it, but yes. uh, yeah. So uh, switch gears just a touch. Um, some exciting news from DC uh, that I've been personally looking forward to. Uh, yeah, man. Is that uh, you know we're we're in the pretty much kind of going into the second year of rebirth with DC. Uh, yeah. It's believe it or not, I mean you know we're we're into like issue 16 and 17 of a lot of these books. Uh, Batman number 21, uh, which will not be available for sale until March uh, 19th, uh, 419. If you've read the intro book uh, for DC's Rebirth, very cool read. You can get it at your local comic shop. I think it's like five bucks, six bucks. Uh, Obviously, you can get it digitally, of course, as well, too. Uh, Explains essentially how uh, the new 52 becomes... uh, I don't want to say like the rebirth universe because that sounds kind of weird, but sort of how it kind of gets undone and then remade to where it's not really like, you know, we joke that DC reboots itself like every 30 days because it certainly feels that way. Uh, You know, rebirth isn't really a hard uh, reboot. It's more of like, well, we'll just kind of hit that, you know, just quick little reset on on a couple of things. It allows people that have been fearing what we've just talked about yes. a chance to jump in at the origin yes. of something. And and one of the coolest things that have been going on Which is in, nice. in Rebirth is the pre-New 52 Superman, who is the Superman of the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, the Superman who died at the hands of Doomsday was uh, you know brought back to life by the Kryptonian Regeneration Chamber and the Eradicator. Wow. That is the Superman that exists in Rebirth and essentially, oh, taken, nice. and, and essentially taken the place of the new 52 Superman. So you've got like, you know, Batman and Wonder Woman who don't know this Superman. Right. But yet Superman has memories of the bat of the of the Batman and Wonder Woman and Justice League of his time era. 
it's such an awesome dynamic. Interesting. It is. And, and it's, it's, uh, you know, the, the new 52 Superman came under a lot of, um, uh, I would say there was some negativity about it because, you know, it, he was, he wore armor as opposed to like tights, right? He was very aloof. He was very distant. He was very alien. He knew that he was alien. He knew that he was not from earth. Yeah. Obviously the pre new 52 knew that as well too, but had fully embraced humanity yeah. and was right, a part exactly. of humanity. Right. Well, the new 52 one, and you had talked about this at length too, kind of, it struggled with the idea of being the savior of yes. being, being yes. this, being this person that everyone looked up where to, which the, I think where the doomsday era, again, the new, the pre new 52 yeah. uh, fully embraced it. And that's why I recommend Was go back and read yeah. the death of Superman and oh, as cheesy and as boy scoutish it is, as it is, it was, you know, Superman laying down his life um, for yeah. what was good and for what was needed. And, um, I think that's why Superman and Batman are two of my favorites because they're so like the antithesis <laughs> of each other in so oh, many sure, ways, yeah. you know, yeah. that you can't have one without the other. I couldn't imagine a DC universe, oh, you know, gosh. missing either one of those two. It just it like JLA. Like you can't yeah, have JLA it just doesn't without work. either. It just yeah. without the Trinity, right? Of Superman, Batman, yeah. and Wonder Woman. But a DC universe without Superman and Batman together just doesn't work. It just doesn't. Yeah. So anyway, uh, not to get too wordy with this, uh, if if you folks have not had a chance to read rebirth with what they're doing with Superman. Um, I love it. I think it is so cool in this new dynamic of the, the JLA not really trusting this Superman yeah, because they, they literally don't know him. And so, but he brings this, you know, uh, sort of the elder statesman, the wisdom of, a universe that existed before the 52. Hmm. And so he has reluctantly taken the place of the new 52 Superman. And according to the rest of the world, they don't know the difference. No. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, you, they, yeah, that, that would be too much to bear for a population. Yeah. Uh, such a, such a cool, that's super interesting. Yeah. Dude, I, that's I'll kind tell of you. gotten me, that's kind of gotten me a little bit, uh, dude, recharged on, if anything, on man, the rebirth. yeah, grab your iPad tonight and download a couple issues of Superman, uh, with rebirth. I think you'll dig it. So anyway, to get yeah. to my point, um, if you've, if you haven't read the rebirth intro, I suggest you read it really cool. Very well done. Very heartbreaking in a lot of ways. Just very heartbreaking. Yeah. Hmm. It ends with Batman finding the smiley face button from the Watchmen. Yeah, from the Watchmen. In the yeah, Batcave. Yeah. From the comedian with the blood stain on it. Uh, which, oh, that's, well, I remember him. I remember yes. them like weaving yeah. in the Watchmen to this. Uh-huh. That's yes. cool. So the Watchmen um, are now officially a part of the grand DC universe where That's they, cool. yeah. yeah. And so starting in Batman number one, which uh, 21, excuse me, not twan, one Batman number <laughs> Batman 21, number twan. number twan, you'll figure it out. <laughs> which one I'm talking twan. about. John, is it two? Is it one? Is it 21? It's what is twan, it? man. <laughs> On sale, uh, March 19th. Yeah. Uh, the flash. And I'm just going to read the, you know, let's, let's shill for DC a little bit. I'm, I'm going to read right, their actual, um, Synopsis. This is great. It's called The Button Part One. Uh, the cataclysmic events of DC Universe Rebirth Number One continue here. So, what you saw in Rebirth Number One, none of it has been addressed up until now, which is very cool. Okay. Does All that right. make sense? So, Rebirth starts. Right. Rebirth, the events yeah. that happen there are not being addressed until now. 
It's very interesting. Very interesting. The Dark Knight and the Fastest Man Alive, obviously Flash. Uh, the two greatest detectives on any world, absolutely. Yeah. Unite to explore the mystery behind a certain blood-stained smiley button embedded in the bad cave wall. We all know what that is. What starts as a simple investigation turns deadly when the secrets of the button prove irresistible to an unwelcome third party, which will probably be Night Owl and the, the Watchmen. I'm sure yeah. that's who that will be. And it's not who probably Rorschach. Yep. And it's not who anyone suspects because he's your detective in in the Watchmen. He's your detective in the Watchmen, right? Dr. Manhattan is, you know, the was really the only one who had, you know, superpowers. Mutant Uh, powers. Yeah. Right. right? Uh, It's a mystery woven through time and the ticking clock, which is a huge part of the Watchmen, right? The doomsday clock. Yeah. The big clock starts here. Uh, Ryan, I am was like almost to like cause comic orgasm when I saw that. <laughs> if we can say that on this PG rated show, It'll um, fly. yeah, because I've been waiting, I've been waiting for that to be addressed with rebirth, yeah. and you know, and I yeah. knew that it would be, but it's right. been a, it's been a nice medium burn to get us there, hmm. and so yeah, I read that and I'm like. I know what I'd be buying come March 19th. <laughs> so, yeah, that's very cool. I'm looking forward to that. One. It's going to start in Batman number 21. DC has said this, they're going to take a little bit of, again, of a slow burn approach to really resolving and getting to the heart of Rebirth, which I yeah. like. I like a lot. And, and you guys know that I've loved a lot of New 52. There were several things in New 52 where we where I felt we were just stomping the gas pedal and we were going, 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 going and not really stopping too often to just go. Yeah, right. So the 52, I think the new 52 felt like it had an end date, but more than the end date was more important than the start date. Great way to I feel put like it. On 50, great on great way to put it, dude. Great way to put it. Um, it's like they it, could start kind of whenever, but we got to end here. Like, yeah. We got to get this <laughs> wrapped up, man. We got to get it wrapped up. Yeah. So, yeah, dude. Uh, if with what they're doing with Superman, uh, Batman and Flash uh, starting to, you know, investigate the smiley pin button. Dude, I'm telling you, man, jump in and read some rebirth stuff. It's yeah. it, it'll 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 get your mind ticking. I like it. No pun intended. That's nah, cool. All right, man. So uh, we're going. Uh, we we're going a little long. But that's okay. We wanted to address something. We're, we're going to have talked some about fun. it for the last two shows, so yeah. it's kind of tough to like continue to ignore the topic. So yeah, we we'll have to go. We'll have to take this one a little further than normal normal yeah. show length. But, well, and here's yeah, the thing. I, I, you know, and this is funny. So you know, a few episodes back. Ryan, you you asked me if I was aware of the Jar Jar Binks as Sith Lord oh, yeah. uh, conspiracy theory, and that I was, was aware of theory. it. It's fun. It, it's fun to read, and it's fun to try to connect some dots that uh, you know look like they're there, but then the dots kind of disappear, and then they're not there anymore. Right. Still very fun to kind of speculate. It's like, well, you know, did Lucas intend to be Jar Jar to be a Sith Lord? You know, I fall into the very hard no. Uh, right. That yeah. that was. He was there for comedic effect and it blew up in his face and he was like, okay, if I continue to push Jar Jar Binks down everyone's throat, um, I, I'm going to have a full on revolt, <laughs> you know, on my hand. So that's why, you you know, you see the Count Dooku, um, you know, or, or you see the Count Dooku is actually the, the Sith apprentice, you know, following right, Darth yeah. Maul. Okay. So um, when we, in, enough of that, we it, go back and listen to that episode if you want to hear more about that. So there is one that actually exists. 
conspiracy theory that that's not new, but I think it's worth kind of just talking about a little bit because it's fun is that uh, Stan Lee has been in just about every Marvel movie. Now, now we're not just talking like MCU. Right. Yeah. This is, this is beyond MCU. This is beyond the MCU Uh, that he's been in just about every Marvel movie, Uh, whether it's X-Men, Fantastic Four, um, all that fun stuff. Right. So there is a wild theory that Stan Lee is the watcher. Now, reasonableness, you you may know who the watcher is. Okay. If not, do you know who the watcher is, Ryan? I do know who the watcher is. Tell us I who mean, the, from a from a distance. I know. Tell who us the who the watcher is. is. Tell us who the watcher um, is. Because the watcher played the watcher showed up a lot in eighties era Marvel comics, a little bit into well, the nineties. No, before that. I mean he was he Yeah, he was real big in the sixties as well. Debuted too. Yeah. debuted as a part of the Fantastic Four yeah. um storyline. Um and he really appeared as a uh what is his name? Um Uatu. 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 U A T U. That's how it's spelled. Uatu. I guess it's spelled. It's pronounced Uatu. Um, cr- of course, created by Stanley and Jack Kirby, because um, they were pretty much the only dudes that were writing at the time. <laughs> they were just creating after creating after creating. Just right. Yeah. Um, just writing it all down. Um, but yeah. So they they both uh, they anyway. So they wrote this character in, and and apparently uh, this these watchers. There's this a whole race of people, um, and they are simply committed to. Uh, observing and compiling knowledge on all aspects of the universe and universes uh, that exist. And so they simply show up at times of great importance um, and document. Now they're supposed to just kind of document and compile the information that happens um, for some, you know, great, you know, library later. Um, However, and they are told not which, to which you find in your local comic book shop. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so they're told they're, they are, um, apparently and just kind of a side note. Apparently Marvel has ju- recently has killed the watcher, um, for the first time, I think. Um, uh, but anyway, so they, they, they're supposed to just appear, take notes, if you were a fringe fan, that's kind of like the the um, the observers uh, in the fringe uh, TV show. They're just supposed to show up, take note, write some notes. All right, see you later. That and, was great. And forbidden and to interfere. Forbidden to interfere. So of course, right? Of course, uh, they interfere. <laughs> and Uatu interferes a couple of times. In fact, he diverts Wolverine from a path that would surely kill him. Yep. Um, he yep. ends up saving Wolverine. He. Um, interferes a few times in Spider-Man. He mm-hmm. interferes a few. Anyway, so he, of course, he becomes like this, as soon as he shows up, like there's something more cosmic at play. Um, he interferes with Galactus um, in the Fantastic Four series. He, so he he shows up in, and, and at they're, very they're, important times. And they're, pow- large, they're, they're powerful, but it, it's not really stated like it's like apparently, apparently they're super yeah. powerful, but it's it, like we but don't ever really stated as to what exactly like the 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 extent of their powers. Great are. cosmic strength, I would say. Yeah. Cosmic strength. I, that's the only way I can put it. <coughs> um, excuse me. Yeah, oh, hang on. <coughs> Bless you. Pardon me. Pardon me. Um, yeah, in, in cosmic knowledge, it, they're, right. it's almost yep. like the the knowledge that they have built up. Uh, leads to their quote unquote power. It's like they've learned so much yeah. that they can, you know, 
stop things or yeah. or whatever. But yeah. But so Uatu apparently is assigned to Earth. He's that's his kind of like his like hey all right like you you this is your job right here like you, <laughs> your cubicle is on the moon and uh, you know start taking notes. We'll look through your spyglass and start taking notes. And that's where he lives. He lives on the moon, as a matter of fact. So, um, but the theory, which is kind of interesting. Oh, anyway, I'm gonna, anyway. So, um, no, if you want to, so if you want to lay out the theory, go right ahead. Well, dude. the theory. Um, which is just about as strong as our as our previous theory. <laughs> um, it has its strengths and it has its holes to say. The yeah, least. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Is that Stanley um, is is the watcher who has been jumping through universes, specifically um, Watu. He's he's Uatu. not he's yeah, specifically he, he Uatu. Is Uatu. Yes, he is specifically Watu, and he's been jumping through universes to watch you know, the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man do his thing. He's able to go into the Fantastic Four and watch the Fantastic Four do their thing. And then he's over in the MCU watching, you know, taking a drink out of Bruce Banner's blood. Yeah. And the, you know, and the X universe. He's also in the X-Men films and the X-Men as well. I think he's just Mm -hmm. in a couple X-Men. He's not really, uh, was he in, was he in apocalypse? I don't know. I I thought he, I thought he's been in all the X movies. I don't think he's been in, not in all the X-Men movies. Okay. But he, all but he's the MCU been, movies for sure. Okay. And the Spider-Man keep, keep movies talking. back. I'm, I'm going to research that. Keep talking. Please do. Cause I, I know not all the X-Men movies, but, but anyway, so apparently he's supposed to just show, he's shown up and he's supposed to just be the watcher and the observer. Now here's where people start to get a little cranky. Um, about the theory is it because well he's supposed to be the watcher yet he's super interference and he sometimes is not even able to watch the things he's supposed to watch like for instance he's not let into now this is one of the worst comic book movies to me Fantastic Four The Rise of the Silver Surfer apparently he's like kicked out or not let into the wedding and apparently that was like kind of one of those like <laughs> like he can't watch the wedding like that was kind of one of their jokes yes. uh, that they decided to do. Now, like in uh, but knowing but, anyway. but knowing Uatu's relationship with the Fantastic Four throughout Marvel's history, yeah, kind of interesting there, right? So anyway, so they set him, but they set him up to not even be able to observe. The oh wedding. yeah, okay, but I see what you're saying. To to be fair, the wedding doesn't happen; it gets crashed, and so the observer can actually see that from wherever he's standing. Anyway, to be fair. Um, but they're they're kind of trying to poke holes into that theory of saying, well, he interferes more than he observes, and he doesn't observe more than he observes. And um, so, like for instance, uh, the, in the Incredible Hulk, he drinks uh, one of the tainted bottles that Bruce Banner's blood went into, causing the investigation to happen, causing the outage, uh, the outing of Bruce Banner as the Hulk. Um, in that, uh, and they, they were able to find, you know, General Ross was able to smoke him out of that factory um, in South America. So there's quite a few things where it's just like, well, if he's the observer, he's the watcher, then he shouldn't be in- interfering. But at the same time, like I'm on the other side of that going, but yeah, but the observe, like the watcher interferes all the time. So how can you say it doesn't hold water because he's supposed to watch when, when, I don't know. Like it, it, it feels like people are talking out two sides of their mouth about this character. Um, and again, this is something that's completely like just kind of fan theory at this point. But yeah, um, yeah, there's yeah. a lot, there, so, there's a lot of fan theory. Where, uh, where now, does he show up? Did you find uh, yeah, the, yeah. where he so, shows up? Uh, so th- we, there's actually a couple more that we need to add into. Um, he, uh, in the original X-Men in 2000, uh, he's a hot dog vendor. 
That, okay, yeah. Okay. Uh, he is in Daredevil as well, too. The Ben Affleck Daredevil. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting that he was he's not been in the TV show, which is interesting. Uh, he was uh, uh, in Fantastic Four. He's in X-Men 3. Okay. Uh, he was in all the Fantastic Fours. Uh, all the MCUs. Yep. Deadpool. Uh, he's in a deleted scene in Avengers, but you also see him on a video camera as well too. Yeah. So he was mm-hmm. he was talking on a video camera, but there's supposed yeah. to be another scene of him. Yes. And I can't remember because he actually came out and said that he there's an Avengers three. He talked about Avengers three, but it, this he talked about Avengers three before Avengers two came out. Yes. And he yeah. said you're really gonna enjoy my Avengers three cameo. And so people were kind of confused because Avengers 2 hadn't happened yet. And I don't know if he was just going like he just had like okay. a cold man moment and so, just like forgot. But X Men wise, he was in X Men and X Men 3. Uh, he has okay. also appeared in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., he has appeared in Agent Carter, mm-hmm. uh, actually sitting next to Howard Stark and talking to Howard Stark. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and oh, wait, you know what? I stand corrected. I stand corrected. He is in Daredevil uh, in a photograph of a, he's a cop. You see him in a photograph. You see the same photograph uh, in um, uh, Jessica Jones. Deadpool obviously had the cameo in that as well too. So X, X franchise, X-Men, X-Men three, Deadpool. Uh, yeah. So he, yeah. So he was not in apocalypse or days of future past. So yeah, you know, it, it, I dude, I love exactly what you said there where some people was like, no, 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 he can't be Uatu because Uatu doesn't interfere. It's like, well, <laughs> go pick up a few back issues of Marvel <laughs> and you will see that yeah, he violated that. Time. Yeah. He violated like, that little rule quite a bit. Just like, you know, how Jordan was only supposed to protect earth. He violated that a few times as well. It's too, a very right? boring character. Like if you're just going to yeah. write him to like, it's a cool, like mystery character. And then he like breaks his rule. Like, that's the building of a mm-hmm. character. Like yeah. that's how you build a personality. Like, yeah. okay. Like he's got, you know, he wants to help. He wants to fight on the side of good, but he's got this like overbearing cosmic rule that tells him that he can't. And he does anyway. Like, of course that's a great character. Like who wouldn't want to know about that guy. Now, I think if you, when you talk about like one of the holds uh, of him being Watu and I, and I think you did mention this. So uh, I was researching well. And so if I heard it, then get ready for repeats and reruns within the same show. Um, <laughs> is that, you know, when he drinks the uh, tainted uh, Brazilian soda or energy drink or whatever it is that he's and he's like, whoa, that's got kick. Right. Yeah. Um, they're like, oh, well, that couldn't be the watcher because he's just kicking it home. Well, he also set into motion, like you said, finding the Hulk. And yeah, finding Banner, that that right? one event set into motion, finding Bruce Banner. Now, here is where some people diverge from the Stan Lee is the watcher to he's actually a character who is called one above all. Now, if huh. you've read this one, so I've we, not read this one. OK, so we've seen we've seen the remnants of the Celestials and Guardians of the Galaxy. So now if, if you right. if you folks. Um, and we need to be honest here. We may have a number of people who listen to our show who don't read Marvel comics and that's fine. Um, Ryan and I don't read comics from every comic book company. Um, just, again, there's just so much time in the day. Uh, (laughs) so even though it may sound kind of strange, like what someone doesn't read Marvel books. Yeah. Believe it or not, there are some people who don't read Marvel books and that's totally okay. I mean, there's, you're not breaking the law by any means. 
But for those who may not be super familiar, uh, and maybe your only attachment to Marvel is through you know the movie screen, is in Guardians of the Galaxy. You you see a remnant of the Celestials uh, in the in its skull. They're mining its brain matter, if you remember. Right. Yeah. Nowhere. Uh, yeah. And then uh, the story is told of the Celestials. And the right. uh, there is one who simply went by the name One Above All. And he was the most powerful of all the Celestials. Hmm. Now, um, was he a god? It's not really like stated other than incredibly powerful, incredibly all-knowing. There is another um, one that's in Marvel called The One Above All, rather than One Above All. There's one called The One Above All. Okay. um, That had a little bit more of an evil bent to him than One Above All. Okay. So hopefully we're not confusing our our listeners here. (laughs) Again, press pause, go research some of this stuff, and then come back. Okay, because we we can't give you everything, guys. I mean, otherwise you would have, you know, a four-hour show, and your eyes would roll back in your head, and you would never listen to us again. You would stop listening an hour into it. Yeah, right? You're like, these nerds. (laughs) If you haven't stopped already. Yeah, right? But, but, hey, I want to encourage you guys to, if that or if you've been away from it for a while, go back and research some of this stuff, because Stan Lee and Jack Kirby created such a rich mythology with these characters. Yeah, I really mean, it, it, yeah, it wasn't just, you know, superheroes and tights running around on earth. I mean, the idea of, you know, of, you know, celestial gods and otherworldly beings, just so much sci-fi happening, you mm-hmm. know, yeah. with Stanley and Jack Kirby. It was really uh, something. Some people, you know, have said that, no, he's not the watcher uh, because he doesn't seem to have a pattern to anything that he's doing. He's right. just kind of like, yeah. oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. Now, you can say that, well, he does kind of show up in certain heroic moments, which would make sense because he's there observing, sure. right? Observing. But drinking, you know, soda with gamma blood in it isn't very, you know, it wasn't a very heroic moment in the MC sure. universe. It's the, more of the plot device <laughs> to move the story forward. Right. Yeah. So some have said, well, he's not actually Watu. He's one above all, that he is the most powerful celestial, and he just appears however he wants, whenever he wants, across these multiple universes, and just interacts, maybe pushes things this direction or that direction, or just is like, yeah, I'm just kind of chilling. I'm just kind of hanging. Yeah. That's an interesting Maybe a FedEx driver and drop off something for Tony Stank. Yeah, for Tony Stank, right? (laughs) Uh, Now... The holes are a plenty well, in, yeah. in this theory. Now, I will say this. I don't subscribe to the Jar Jar Binks as Sith Lord. Uh-huh. I don't really subscribe to either theory with Stan Lee. On oh, this I don't either. either. I, th- I really I think don't. It's, 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 again, it's fun. It's neat. It's, it's fun to kind of like find all the parallels. And, you know, it's, a, it's like it's, it's the lightest conspiracy theory you could, you could kind of subscribe to. Like, yeah, let's research it a, a little it's bit. It's a great way it's, to put it. It's, yeah. a very, it's a diet conspiracy theory, and it's fantastic. And what, what I have loved, oh, excuse me, what I have loved about this little quote-unquote conspiracy theory is it forced me to go back uh, in a very good way, not like, oh, I got to go do some work. Sure. I mean, this is comic book stuff for crying out loud. OK, I mean, this isn't life yeah. or death, but it, it forced me in a very positive way to go, dude, I'm going to jump back in and I'm going to re 
reintroduce myself to the grander theology, I guess you could say, yeah. theology slash mythology <laughs> yeah. of the Marvel Universe in print, not not on screen, but in print. Yeah. And it was cool to walk down those paths again of Owatu and one above all in the Celestials and being like, man, dude, I remember this stuff. This is so cool because, yeah. you know, they still show up in current, you know, Marvel comics. They're still there. Only as nods now. It's just Almost like these little, nods, yes. these little, these little moments of like, oh, cool. Like, oh, you know, that, it, but it sparks that in you. And I think that's the point of it yes. is to either give the old guys in the crowd like, hey, we still know what we're talking about. We still love these <laughs> yes. stories. We still love these books. Yes, we're going to see Chris Pratt dance off at the end of this movie, but <laughs> you are going to get reintroduced to the, the Celestials. Yes. Yeah. And, and I, it's and funny I when, when, man, when Joanne and I saw Guardians thing. of the Galaxy and, yeah. and they show the Celestials, I was like, yes. Cool. Because we saw it at the studio movie grill and she probably thought I was, you know, cause I was into my, I was into my third cocktail at the time and she probably thought I was just like, he's getting blasted over there. And I'm like, this, well, there may have been a little buzz going on, but I mean, there was that, <laughs> but the, it's mainly celestials. Yeah, it was both. Yeah. She, she did drive us home. Uh, just no, don't, no fear. She did. I did hand the keys or I'm like, I was like, honey pie, you're driving us girl. And she's like, Oh, I know I am. Uh, so, but yeah, there, there was that, uh, you know, you see him on the screen. I'm like celestials. There was just, that very cool you know again this reminder that there's so much great content in the marvel universe yeah yeah speaking print wise okay there is so much going on and in marvel like dc has this incredible rich history and, and yeah. you can go back and, and whether it's you know kirby era lee era 80s era, you know, extreme 90s era, you know, of, you know, Jim Lee and the X-Men and Liefeld and X-Force and all that fun stuff. But just this cool stuff that was so sci-fi of Celestials and Watchers and, just, you know, just Silver like Surfers and Galactus, you know, like, and just that's this. such a yeah. cool, I mean, and I think the resurgence of Galactus for me happened with um, Marvel, I think it was Marvel versus Capcom 3. Yeah, dude, um, he was the he was the main. He villain, was the right? main villain. You know, yeah. he was crushing. He was the point. You're like fighting of like with why Ryu. these two worlds was like <laughs> putting together, right? He was crushing the Capcom world and the Marvel world together, and that's where these that's why these characters were fighting. And like, Ken and Ryu were gonna kick his butt, <laughs> and they were gonna they were gonna get him good. Yeah, Hadouken. Put it up! Put it up! Is there a little, that was little, good. Yeah, that was yeah. nice. <laughs> That's my ringtone from now on. <laughs> but, but I think it was it's these those stories um, that we don't really get. I guess a lot now. We, it, I mean, you know, we've been so locked in when ever since MCU, which you know, God bless it for for bringing back um, a lot of this stuff and and what oh, caused Thanos. again and yeah, Thanos, and, I, and I'll man. say this again and again. Like if it wasn't for Iron Man in two thousand eight. I wouldn't be behind this microphone right now. Like there, it, it was there. It's, it, it brought back a lot of great things. Huge gamble, um, huge gamble because, oh because Galactus, yeah, roll. Yeah, yeah, because Galactus being introduced in rides of the silver surfer was an absolute dud. It was a, dud. Oh, he was this giant space cloud. Like, yeah, it was stupid. The crap was that? And yeah. well, rides of the silver surfer is just terrible. Like, yeah, yeah it's one of your top five worst, man. Is number two, she right? Cr she's crying. The <laughs> oh, anyway. we're getting them all worked up again. <laughs> not gonna, not, not gonna, gonna do it. it. Not, not gonna give it the power. It doesn't have the power over me. <laughs> I have the power over it. That's right. That's right. 
<laughs> no, dude. And so, I mean, to, to wrap up the, the Stan Lee uh, Watu, yeah, man. you know, we, we talked about it a couple weeks. Uh, I want to encourage everyone, if you haven't entertained yourself with it, go do so. I think you can find a lot of really cool gems. What yeah, I man. gleaned from it, um, and you know, is is just that taking that trip down memory lane of some of yeah. these really great, yeah, you know, otherworldly characters that uh, played a huge part in the Marvel yeah. universe, really, for did. a long time. Uh, that that's what I appreciated about it. How I see Stanley in all these movies is just everybody loves Stanley. I mean, he even had a cameo in Big Hero Six for crying out loud, right? Yeah. And so <laughs> seriously. Everybody loves Stanley. My son loves Stanley. He has been trying in vain to unlock Stanley and Marvel superheroes. You have to do <laughs> Lego Marvel superheroes, I should say. It, it's got to be the world's most like ridiculous achievement uh, to, to unlock this thing. Um, it, but uh, you know, he's got a Stanley Marvel uh, Lego figure that he thinks is so cool. Yeah, everybody just loves Stanley. You know, and um, still kind of funny that he got more screen time in Deadpool than Rob Liefeld did. Since Stanley <laughs> literally had nothing to do with the creation of oh, Deadpool. Oh, absolutely nothing. And I absolutely thought it was, nothing to do with the. <laughs> and I recently watched, and you know, I go through the stupid. I'm, uh, man, I'm so terrible um, at, ad, I admit this stuff, and I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> but I, I, I hit those like top ten like lists. Uh, a little bit like Mashable, like has uh, those like top ten things. Uh, that can and that Buzzfeed. can be deep. That can be deep water uh, to start swimming in, dude. It yeah. is awful. It's just like you know what? I can't really judge when I come home sometimes and like my, <laughs> like my wife's like got like that. Uh, what is that? My the say yes to the dress. Like occasionally, like it will be on. Like I'm coming, I'm like, yeah, what is this? Yeah, and she's like, it's garbage. And she's like, she's like, it's garbage, and I love it. And I'm like, well, I don't, you know, hey man. And then of course, and then I like walk into the next room, and I'm like, mashable this top ten. Like, <laughs> hey, Burger King makes great burgers. You know, and what? sometimes yeah. you just like you just want a sloppy to, burger. I need to not care about my yep. day and watch some garbage on television. Burger you King. Know, some, we have those moments. Anyway. Absolutely. So I saw one of these lists and I got so mad. I was like, yeah, I was, you know, it's like you're yelling at the screen as you're watching the thing. And they were talking about like the top 10 cameos and, and okay. uh, All right. Marvel films. And they're like Stan Lee and Deadpool because he created them. And I'm just like, oh, how do you miss fail. Rob Liefeld? Like at the beginning of the movie, fail. like how do you miss that? You, you could Wikipedia well, in in Wade like, calls him up. Rob straight up. He, calls when him he just says Liefeld. Liefeld. Hey, that's Liefeld. right. What's up, Liefeld? Yeah, that's he right. He goes, hey, Liefeld. Hey, yeah. hey, hey, Wade. Or hey, Wade. And then hey, Slade, Wade. I don't know. And then Marvel's lessons. like, off camera, off camera. You're out of here, pal. You're lucky we gave you this. <laughs> he ta- I remember him talking about that cameo, too. And he was just like, oh, man, it was like so. Ner-. And he was like, it's like you would imagine him and Ryan Reynolds sat down for a 10 minute, like uncut scene of just dialogue together. The way he talked about it, about how being so nervous and about how being, and I'm like, bruh, like he said, Hey, Hey Liefeld. And you said, Hey Wade. <laughs> like, but, okay. Let's, I don't know. There, there, maybe I'm judging him call, too hard on that yeah, one, but right. I, I'm come out. on now. That's what we call stroking the ego. Okay. <laughs> like you would have thought you would have thought oh, they brother. had a dialogue session that just, yeah. they had to memorize the lines for like just 10 minutes. Rob Liefeld and Ryan Reynolds just, you know, <laughs> reading Shakespeare <Ripping>. together. <laughs> All right, so uh, before we wrap this up, dude, I, I do want to mention a little little bit about, unless you want to add anything more about Stan Lee as the Watcher. 
Um, uh, no, I'm good. No, okay, that was, reasonableness. That was I'm good. Jump in, research that. We think you're going to have a fun time doing so. Um, it, it's a cool thing. Neither one Go of for us the believe, memories, man. Yeah, Go neither one memories. of us believe it holds water. Now, I will say this though. I will say this. I wouldn't be surprised though, at some point. Yeah. If we do find out that Fox, Sony, and Marvel did have a little wink, wink with Stan Lee, that like, yeah, this may be kind of connected stuff. I doubt it, but I wouldn't be surprised if that was the case. I think you know, it's just, the only thing. Yeah, I think it's just because comic book fans, we love Stan Lee. Dude, I remember watching, you know, the Spider Friends uh, growing up as oh, a yeah. kid that always yeah. ended with Stan Lee saying Excelsior. Right. I yeah. mean, that was yeah. just yeah, that was just the best. Right. Everyone loves Stan Lee. So right. uh, before we wrap it up, speaking of Deadpool, uh, there's been some Deadpool news recently. Film wise, not not comic book wise, film wise yeah. about Deadpool, too. We know that they've they've shifted uh, directors. Uh, they've, they've got a new director been kind of interesting. Some of the, the vibe that you're getting, uh, coming from Deadpool too, where I think, uh, in while I have gone on record in saying Deadpool was not one of my favorites, I say it sucks just to elicit a remote, an emotional response from our really, listeners. Okay. And me, you really and, do it. <laughs> I got one from you. I really don't think this movie sucks. I think it's just a little overrated. Okay. All right. I, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I was trying to, I was pushing some buttons, which I did because I did hear we'll it from a number of people directly to my face. The Deadpool does not <laughs> suck. I'm like, mission, accom- mission accomplished because I got you all worked up about Deadpool. Um, it doesn't suck, guys. I really don't think it sucks. I just think it was a little overrated, but it's a fun movie. I enjoyed watching. I finally watched it a second time and stood up and stayed awake. That part was true that I kept falling asleep trying to watch Deadpool again. That part was very true. Yeah. So um, what's interesting is I think Ryan Reynolds is finding out how difficult it is uh, when you get a huge... Uh, financial success like Deadpool was, and there's no doubting that it was. Right. That, uh, you know, they're kind of wanting to take Deadpool 2 uh, a little bit more of, you know, a quote unquote mainstream, which means, yeah. um, and I think that that can sometimes be a negative word, but I think sometimes people apply a negative term to it when it doesn't really need to be negative. I think what they're meaning by mainstream is. Yes, he's still going to be self-aware. He is still going to be aware that, you know, people are watching him just like he is in the books. Right. Exactly. Just like just like he was in the in the Deadpool video game uh, that came out on the Xbox 360 and PlayStation 3. If you had a chance to yeah. play that, he's self-aware in the game. He addresses yeah. the gamer that that, you know, Fox isn't saying we want to get rid of that. OK, because that's like having Batman without a utility belt. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. Right. Yeah. I think when them saying they want to go mainstream, because here's the challenge, and I think this is where, you know, Mr. Reynolds is, is going to find a challenge, big challenge with this, is that he's wanting to bring Deadpool uh, in, well, he is in the X, X-Men universe now, cinematic yeah. universe, yeah. but he's wanting an X-Force movie, he's wanting Deadpool to interact with the X-Men. Yeah, we know the cable will be in Deadpool too. Yet to be cast, right, yeah. they need to get that <laughs> locked down before anything. Um, is that I don't really don't have a problem with them wanting to mainstream, quote unquote, mainstream Deadpool a little bit more. You certainly don't want to take away the key aspects of who he is, uh, yeah. because that that was the charm of the movie. Yeah. And and Ryan Reynolds, there is no one better suited to play that oh, character no. than <laughs> Ryan Reynolds. Okay? Absolutely not. When we yeah. talk about casting. That that is perfect Spot casting. 
Spot just on. as good as Tony, as as Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Un, unquestionable. Perfect, perfect unquestionable. That yeah. that if he truly wants, and I think you you probably read this this week as well too, that he's really wanting an X Force movie, which I would be all in favor of, man, because sure. you know Deadpool was a member of X Force, and you know X Force was sort of the X Men with like, yeah, we don't really have a problem killing people. You know, I mean, Cable is blowing guys away. Domino's slicing and dicing. Deadpool is slicing and dicing. Yeah. You know, they just didn't really care. You know, yeah. um, I think where the challenge is going to be, and I don't want to monologue on this. Obviously, I need to, you know, you need to come in and give your two cents is that I don't really see a problem with mainstreaming Deadpool, especially if you're wanting to bring him into an entourage type of film, because similar to Wolverine, Deadpool was not the leader of X-Force. No. Cable was, yeah, and Cable uh, still is, yeah. in a number of ways. So uh, I think that Ryan is starting to kind of feel this. Wow, we had a lot of success. Now the suits, the people who, and, and let's be honest, n- know potentially how to get this sequel to be successful. Sure. Should he be caving into some of those those requests to mainstream and some of those requests that, it, hey, if we're going to do an X-Force movie, it can't just be Deadpool monologuing into the camera for two hours because right. that will that will kill that movie. It will kill right. it. All right. And I monologued yeah. enough, dude. It's yours. Take it. OK, <laughs> so here's here's my whole thought process. And it's not very long. Hopefully it's not very long. Um, the 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 Deadpool number one. Uh, did was a couple of things to me. Um, Deadpool was an apology movie. Um, it was a movie that said, uh, "Hey, we're sorry uh, that uh, Deadpool char- the Deadpool character was abused and misrepresented, and everything that was wrong with it. Here you go. Like, here's why it was wrong, and and it sucks, and we're sorry. And here's the apology film for it." And I think that's one of the reasons why it was so over the top with everything that it did. Um, There's not a moment in that movie, and I've watched it again just recently. There's not a moment where it's, it it underplays anything. The love story between him and, and, and what's her face? (laughs) I can't remember her name right now. It's late. Um, But I mean, just the relationship over the top. Their relationship is over the top. The way they talk to each other, the way that they, they, you know, their little jokes back and forth about how bad they had it as kids. That's over the top. Um, the Deadpool list over the top, the way that him and TJ Miller riff off each other over the top. Um, the way he talks to everybody else in the film, he cuts off his own hand and it's a middle finger showing to Colossus over the top. Everything is over the top. And I think it was on purpose. And it did a great job apologizing to Deadpool, the first representation of Deadpool in, in, um, in Wolverine Origins. Now that we've got the apology out of the way, it's time to, it's time to lace up the boots. And it's time to have um, a fun romp action movie, popcorn, big soda, um, you and Cable just kicking tail, riffing through the riffing through the movie. Um, like we're gonna get the riff. We're gonna get a little bit over the top. Now you can. I think it needs to be toned down just a little, um, and you would have the same or more of an effect. I think you would actually have you know, the old adage, right? Less is more. Um, we we got the more. 
we got the, we got what Deadpool can be. We totally understand the full potential of that character. Fourth wall inside of a fourth wall break. That's 16 walls. We get it. Like it's funny. It really is. It's funny, but we've heard the joke now. So now we want to see Deadpool flipping around with his swords, flipping around with his guns, working as a team with someone else because that's what he's got to do now. He sort of learned that at the end of Deadpool one. Now we get to, now we want to see him work fluidly with a team, probably break off to his own thing, realize it doesn't work. And then we're back with the team. Like I know the formula of a comic book movie. Like it's not that hard and it's, I love it every time. Like it, it happens. I love it every time. But that's what that's what I want. Like that's what I would want to see. I want to see kind of a more put together movie. And I think hopefully, you know, I know him and and um, the first director. I can't remember the name. He was directed the first movie as well. They went their separate ways because of this. And uh, I don't know, man. Like I'm not nervous about it. I think it'll be what it needs to be. I think it'll just fit right in. But I hope it can be a great thing. It can really be a cool, self aware movie that'll be fun for everybody and uh still have you know still be rated r still be crazy you know whatever and i don't know that's my thoughts no i i, I like what you put there i, I think the the challenge is going to be and, and and you you said it perfectly yeah still when we say toning it down we're not meaning give us a pg no, deadpool no, pg-13 okay. i don't want no. a pg-13 deadpool if you give me a pg-13 deadpool like we might as well just then then just put origins back on the screen and allow that movie to run in its full entirety. Absolutely. So when so and I agree. So when we say toning down, we're we're saying the the antics, the teammate up is what yes, I mean. Like yeah. be a team, mm-hmm. work as a team. Like that's yeah. what we want to see Deadpool because we haven't really seen that yet. Him work fluidly with a team yet. Well, and what I what I get concerned about is it it will start becoming a parody of itself. Right. And at one point do we just become slapstick? Yeah. Right. Slipping, slipping on banana peels. Yeah. Whoop, 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 you know, with those noises. Right. And so, uh, so it, we, you know, we gave some great advice to the Deadpool creator, Rob Liefeld, a few episodes back is he wants to bring his extreme universe to, to the big screen. Hey pal, you know, slow down. How about, right? how about you tell us who these characters are? Right. How about put them back into a little thing we call comic books and put them back into this place called a comic book shop and reintroduce these characters and give us a reason to care about them. I would say, you know, something very similar to Ryan Reynolds. And now obviously it's going to be a shock to a lot of people. You and I are not in the movie business. All right. So no one's really, no one's really banging on our door. If you need to, if you need to reel from that, you know, revelation there, just take a, we'll take a moment. Right. And that way you can, Uh, you can absorb the shock and all there. Sure. Uh, Is that, uh, you know, I, if if Ryan Reynolds were to ask our opinion as comic book fans, and yes, everybody, I do like the Deadpool character. I don't want anyone thinking that I don't. I do. For people who like the Deadpool character to say, hey, you know, we like what you did with the first movie. Sure. Yeah. Uh, you, it was a, a realized uh, portrayal of this character. But we all know that Ryan Reynolds is typecast as the smart ass. He is a smart ass in just about every movie he's in. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. He does have some really great acting chops. I mean, there's a number of movies where he's not the smart ass. Oh, he plays some great dramatic roles. 
really does. But he likes to be smarmy, yeah. right? Yeah. And and he's funny and he's good at it and he's self-aware of it and that's not who he is. He's just he knows he's good at it. Yeah, he's so, Van Wilder. Yes, yeah, right? <laughs> in in so many ways he is Van Wilder. So, yeah, I I like the way that you put it. It's like is if if he's not cautious then this character will very quickly become slapstick and a parody of itself. And again, if he truly wants to do an X-Force movie, which, hey, I'm all in favor of. Since the X-Men... I'll buy tickets. Since the <laughs> X-Men good. can't figure out how to make an X-Men movie consistently, and he thinks that he can help produce X-Force consistently... Cool. Yeah, I will buy a ticket to that. I'll buy yeah, a ticket. Sure. To, I'll buy a ticket to ride. It cannot be an X Force movie of just Deadpool monologuing into the screen because <laughs> yeah. it'll kill it. It'll kill it. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. and if he if they bleed him over into an X Men movie, not X Force but X Men, which is very very likely, yeah, that they could and probably will. Yeah. Him monologuing into the screen for a significant portion of an X-Men movie will severely damage that character because it will wear out. It will become yeah, after a while. Yeah. After a while, it'll be like, OK, because even the Deadpool comics. Yeah. Because even the Deadpool comics, you can go th- several issues with him not breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. If they did it every other panel. You'd be like, like you said, we get it. Cool. We yeah, get it. Let's put, okay. Well, that's what this comic book is and I'm done. Thanks. Yeah. Like, yeah. Not for everybody. And and that's what the first movie was. It gave us all the moments that we missed out on that we, that everybody just needed to see played out on film. And you know, it worked for the first movie. It's going to be, um, it, you know, it's, it sold like crazy. It was an iTunes top 10 for oh, yeah, the year. Like, Dude, it's been on it, HBO now for darn near like three and a half months, which is a dude, pretty it was a movie. That it's worked. a pretty long run, and I mean, yeah. and it, and we're not just talking like HBO Go, where it's or HBO Now, where it's just yeah. on demand. Dude, I flipped on HBO on the satellite receiver the other night, and it was Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. So I mean, it is in it the it is in the regular rotation. It's a movie that works, and that's that's great, and I like it, and. Uh, you know, it's not definitely not a top 10 or a top 20. I, th- I don't know if it's top 20 for me or either, but it's, I mean, it's a fun movie and it's rewatchable. Um, and we got it. We, you know, we got the Deadpool out of the way. We got like, okay, we got every, we got the big sugary bite of the donut right out of the way. <laughs> okay. Now we want some savory. Now we want some stuff that's going to stick for a few minutes and that we can, yes. that we can sink our teeth into for a consistent series, and that's what Deadpool two will have. We need to some be protein. We need protein in our me, diet. Yeah, to mm-hmm. give me to give me some to give me the reason to want a Deadpool three. I love it, dude. Cool, great way to sum it up. I think that's a good spot to end it on. Man, yeah. Well, so much got, so much covered a, yet again by the reasonable dude, fanboys. Just a lot <laughs> of a lot of lip flapping and gum bumping, gum smashing, <laughs> gum bumping. <laughs> Oh, All right, man, dude, my, dude, my, my, my beer mug is dry. I got nothing left. And my Let, tank is empty, too. Let's bro. call it, dude. <laughs> well, this has been Reasonable Fanboys. My name is Ryan. I am John. You guys have a great one.